you're listening to the Black Creative Handbook Podcast. We help people to get from A to B successfully. We don't just look at the success stories, but we celebrate the process stories. You have to believe in the process if you're going to be a creative. We are your co-workers, your friends, your homies to help you get through these creative streets. This is the Black Creative Handbook with your host Cassandra Lauren Gordon and I am here with Jonah. Hello. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want to know how do I introduce you? What is your profession? How do you, you describe your craft and your practice? So I'll probably go by like artist. It feels weird saying it myself, but at the end of the day it's what I do. So probably artist. So yeah, Jonah, the, the artist. Okay, so let's get deeper. So we went a bit meta. Let's get a bit deeper about what does the artistry entail? What different things do you do? So for me, first, I think art is very wide. Like you can class a lot of stuff as art. So it's, it's a lot bigger than people realise, I believe. Like music art, writing's art. So for me, my artistry is painting and like fashion. And those are my like, two focuses that I do. Okay. And how do they marry together? Because as I said, I think I taught you off mm-hmm. podcast. And I said, like, I'm a jeweler. I direct. I do art direction. I do so many things. But with the jewelry, everyone, I, any media, what I do, storytelling and jewelry, like marry and intermesh. So how does the jewelry, sorry, how does the fashion and the painting and the visual arts like, in, like marry? So first, like, my first interest was art. And then I remember being in art lesson. And I don't remember how, but I started researching fashion. And I remember how thinking, how cool would it be to have, like, art, but in, like, clothes form? So how can, like, how cool would it be to do storytelling, but not with a painting, or, like, express something, but not through paint, but through fashion and garments? So that's how I try to link them two together, personally. Understood, understood. So tell me about your name because I asked you for a bio and you had a great explanation about your name and how it's spelled and and so on. So the name is created by GX owner, which is basically my name, Giona, but instead of the E, the X, and that just basically represents like to cross out any gender any discrimination you know be there for all gender identities all races just everyone's included you know no one's like oh you can't buy this because you're female or you're male it's for everyone so yeah understood understood oh i might steal a bit of the x because i do make gender neutral jewelry and if that's the proper term things are (laughs) things are evolving as we speak and it's um it's i was gonna say it's pride but it's not it's june we've missed june so it's july now so yeah okay understood understood so when i did a bit of research about you about you um i met you at an event at what event in a fashion event and i thought you look really cool very interesting (laughs) for your art i was like wow who's this person doing these crazy, mad, amazing things? And I was thinking, there is a story here which I can, or the audience can learn from. There's a story. And I realized you went to arts and fashion school. And I don't meet many people of our 
Keller, Melanie, go to fashion school. I hear the fashion heads, but they usually take an unconventional route to where mm. they are. So I, I just wanted to, to just explore your experience and why did you go fashion school? And did your parents say it was okay? That's what I really want to know. <laughs> How did it all happen? So, like I said, my first interest was art and then being in art class and then researching fashion and thinking, oh, that's cool to do the storytelling and incorporating art. During school, honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I remember going to assembly and they kept saying, oh, you have to be a doctor, lawyer, go to uni, all of this. But I was thinking, that's not really for me. And, you know, it did. I knew I wasn't going to do that. So that art lesson is where I thought, OK, I'm going to uni and I'm studying fashion. And I decided then and there. And then I started writing my CV and everything. Got accepted, went to uni. And I did four years. So I did a foundation year first. Cause I didn't have no fashion background. Like I didn't do textiles or nothing. So I did a foundation year and they kind of like ease you in. And then the first year they teach you how to like sew and stuff. And like, they teach you like the process. So from starting point to finish to make a garment, what you want your garment to be and all that. So, and it was a small, small uni. So everything was close. You knew all the teachers, help was there. So I feel like me going to a smaller uni benefited me. I feel like if I went to a more bigger, fashion uni all the big characters would have pushed me away I would have quit do you know what I mean so yeah I understand that uni can be quite intimidating people don't know you're putting yourself out there yeah and especially because I had no background in fashion I would have been so like ah, uh, maybe it's not for me but yeah no I'm just reflecting when I went to jewelry school I did some short courses in jewelry and I was in my like 20s and I was just like I don't know about jewelry. There's all these 60 year olds. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making all these mistakes. And it's like, so how did you build your confidence? I'm saying this because it took me a while to build my confidence, consider it, my confidence up in jewelry. So how did you build your confidence knowing that you didn't have a fashion background or a portfolio per se when you entered uni? How did you build your confidence in that realm? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, back now. Sorry about that. I was just asking, how did you build your confidence in fashion? So, like I said, foundation year, they ease you in. But also, like, I'm not even going to like my grades. For someone that didn't know how to sew, had no background in fashion, when I got my grades back, I was like, wow, like, I can actually do this. So I think my grades... They help with teachers around me. So yeah, I think that's how I built my how I built my confidence in fashion, but still a journey, you know. So understood. So I don't understand in fashion school, like or fashion uni, sorry, your last project, what is it? It's like a dissertation or is it a fashion show? What what was it? So for the last project, you make a collection. It's normally like six to eight of like different outfits, four outfits. And um there's also a dissertation, but for the last project, the practical bit, you make a collection and then you could get chosen to present that at like a graduate fashion week with all like different unis and like a runway. So that's the last project. And did you do that? Well, COVID happened. So for oh, my year. Oh, we got cheated. Year, <laughs> that, year, that got cancelled. So everything was online. Like, yeah. So how did that work? How did you make your stuff in COVID? How did you... I don't understand that life. So it was meant to make like a full collection, but we ended up just making two outfits 
to the best that we can with like our domestic sewing machines. And then the rest was in like 12, which is like calico, like practice um, outfits. So yeah, and then that's how we got judged for it online. Wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> It's like you go for that uni life and two of them was in indoors. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I understand that. Okay, so condolences in the most loving way, but you didn't have that, that, that uni experience. So they didn't do like a catch-up kind of, like in 2022, they didn't do like a catch-up kind of graduate who said, nope, you paid nope. your money, you're out no. now. Wow. Okay. No, we, we literally just had a graduation last week, Thursday. Ah, you got to do it for the parents. You got to do it for the parents. Yeah. The parents will be upset. And Naomi Campbell was there, so that's pretty cool. Did you see her? Yeah, yeah. Did you talk to her? Mm. <laughs> I bet she had a lot of security and people around her. So yeah, yeah. So tell us more about your final connection. Like, so what was the concept and and so on? So for my final collection. Um, the concept was bringing art to life, which is going back to what I spoke about. This time, it wasn't my own artwork. It was like Banksy. So like, you know, I don't know if you saw the shredded paper thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like bringing that to life. So like the shirt was shredded and then like a lace to represent the frame with like the balloon print on the shirt and stuff. So that was my concept and my um, process for it. So. Banksy and Buffalo fashion, which is like a style of fashion with like the berets and all of that. And then like oversize and like a lot of art and print, black, white, red. So yeah. Is that your signature? Are you going to build on that or that was just for the assignment? That was more for the assignment. I think the style and the silhouette is something that you see that if you look through like my portfolio, that's like coming throughout um so yeah in terms of the Banksy part I want to use my own art this time now moving forward you know so yeah now how do you describe your visual art it's not just the how do you because now if people can't see but if people are listening on the podcast how would you describe your visual art so for me it you know like my art like back in the day I used to love getting compliment like oh that's so realistic oh that looks great oh great technique but now rather than those compliments I want people to be able to relate to it it make them feel somewhere question something so for me my art is is bold and there's normally writing above it that it will like ignite something in someone that views it do you know what I mean mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's how I describe it understood understood so now we got to about where you start. So how, where are you now with your artist career? So I'm just been painting. I've got a lot of stuff that I need to post or like release. I really want to um, try get an exhibition where I can display my work. So I've been reaching out to many different exhibitions. Some are saying they're not taking anything at the minute, but I'm just reaching out. I can find someone to put it out there. So that's what I'm doing. So it seems like you have this relentlessness and this persistence because it's not easy like talking to these organizations and get your name and um, out there and pushing yourself. Okay. So 
what have you learned in the past year about being a, like an emerging, if you will, artist? One thing I've definitely learned is that it's hard to get yourself out there and find opportunities. Like you will reach out to so many people, but you're not going to always get like a yes or yeah, you can show your work. Do you know what I mean? So I definitely learned that. But with that being said, it just makes me want to keep pushing my artwork. So, you know, that's why. Understood, understood because it's about that. Even, you know, me, I'm not as established, but it's just like, it's hard to hit those nose. You're like, you're pushing it. So like, this is my so I put blood, sweat and tears, but they don't see it that way. It's about, mm -hmm. I guess, sometimes making that connection with people, building organic relationships and see if there's any synergy between both parties. And that alignment is very important. So that's what I'm hearing. Oh, that's what I've experienced in these art streets. Okay. So now I'm going to do a quick fire question. You should do it at the beginning, but I just want to hear just to set up a frame like your, your artistry. I'm going to ask you quick fire questions about your creative process. So you just, if I, I make it up, so if I say, do you write in the day or do you write in the night, which is your up to time, you say the day and you say why, something like okay. that. So let's, cool. I've just prepped you for the first question. So <laughs> in your creative process and whatever you're doing, do you tend to write or draw? Which the best, what was the best time for you in the day or the night time? Definitely the night, definitely the night. That's because one, I feel like I'm more of a night person, but because like, I feel more sentimental and like in touch with my emotions at night. So for me, it's night, it's quiet, more of a vibe. Yeah. Understood, understood. When you're in your creative flow, do you spend more than an hour without a break? When I mean like you continuously do something or do you spend less than an hour? More than an hour. So how many hours roughly if you do something nonstop? Well, ten. I normally start painting night and I finish like early morning, so from like three hours onwards. Dedication. <laughs> Dedication. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so I don't know. Okay, so I know you do different um, art projects. So let's say one of like a painting on canvas. How long does that take you to do? Again, it depends. It depends. Sometimes it can take days. Like I'll spend like three, four hours on just one part and then have to do like the other part the next day. But it just depends, really. Do you prefer digital or analog? Analog. Okay. Do you prefer to draw by pen or pencil? Mm, pencil. Why is that? From just my comfort from young. That's what I drew when I first started drawing art. So pencil, shading. Yeah. Understood. I'm just trying to figure out your creative process. Do you just, what's the word? Use your stream of consciousness, meaning like you just create what you want to create and then you form something? Or do you have the concept crystallized first before you put your pen or pencil on, on paper? So for me, um, once I get inspired or think of an idea, mm -hmm. I have a little notebook. I either write down what I want the words to say or 
and I'll do like a quick sketch in my notebook and I'll make a note of it in my phone. And then I will subconsciously keep thinking of that. And then once I figure out, okay, this is how I want it to look, sketch it out quickly again. And then I start doing it on the canvas or Okay. So going back from the images or reference point, do you go like on Pinterest or Google image? Like where do you source your images from? Like what medium or what kind of app or the even Google. Google. But sometimes I would take a picture and you know on um once you take a picture you can edit it with like the markers, like the markup. So I would take a picture, use the markup and like start sketching roughly on it. So that's those two. I'm not trying to get into your business too much. <laughs> but we do talk about on this podcast about our parents and how they might not always be super supportive of art or they can be super supportive of the art. So interesting to know that you just recently, in recent memory, you came from art school or fashion school. How have your parents been supportive towards your artist's um, life? So my parents have always been supportive, support me with what I want to do. But you, I do hear them making comments like, oh, are you really going to like make a life out of it? Like, is it really going to support you? Is it going to pay enough and like stuff like that? Like they will ask me questions, but they've always been supportive, you know, when I said I want to go, but I can still, I know they're a bit iffy about it, but they don't try to tell me that, but yeah. So. Amazing. I rather have that parent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm not saying I'm dissing my mama, I just like, I feel like, I feel like sometimes parents just don't, like if you're in survivor mode, like I guess with my parents when they came over from Jamaica and the 60s, 70s was a bit rough. It was rough, not bit, it was really mm. rough. So when you're in survivor mode, they just want to see what is best for them, what they want the best for their children, right? And they only know somewhere. But when I was growing up, you have technology, we have content, you know, there's all these jobs when I was at uni and stuff, but didn't only got created today or the last kind of couple of years. So sometimes parents don't always understand. Yeah. Uh, it's a place from, from love for them, but you know, they just want the best for the child. They want the best. They want the best. Okay. So I feel like when you say that you're reaching out to different people to progress your next stage of your artistry and your trajectory. It seems like you have to do a lot of collaborations, you have to network and stuff like that. So how do you feel about networking? Now that now it's more open, but now we have to speak to people these days. So just on Zoom. But how do you feel about doing that and putting yourself out there? I mean, me a year ago, I wouldn't, you wouldn't see me at pop-up like talking to people. So but like now, like if there's like a pop-up or exhibition, messing my friends like, ah, oh, let's go. And we just go and put ourselves out there, talk, connect. You know, it's always good vibes just talk to people. Even if you don't exchange Instagrams, it's just nice to just go out there and be inspired by other creators. So that's what I've been doing this year, really. Just going exhibition pop-ups. Thank you for sharing that. And I think we talk off camera, off podcast, talking about being an introvert. So you could tell that I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. So there's some things I don't appreciate which you've 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 made me really think about okay how do I communicate because I just assume a fashion person who dresses like you who uses amazing art they're just actually like yeah let's just chat everything's good and I was like oh I totally like need to think the way how I approach people and just you know and not like you're like different or anything it's just <laughs> I I come with a prerequisite in my head 
like everyone's an extrovert to me mm. and I can just chat and everyone will just yeah just do this just come on a podcast like everything's just like yeah and made me think so I'm just thinking like you know people always think that I'm a super confident person I am to a certain extent super confident to a certain point but I didn't come out the womb this way you know I had to right. learn different strategies and I had to just put myself out there I've had rejection cry things don't go my way I get disappointed I you know all these type of things so I'm just wondering from an introvert's point of view if I'm allowed to quote you or you use your own title no, like, you, whatever no, you I don't know you choose whatever I'm an introvert okay. yeah. how do you navigate as a artist and make sure that you're known and you're out there so for me, like, I think I told you this earlier, like speaking is not really my thing, being in the limelight, all of that. So for me, like I use my art as a voice, like I do art, my opinions to give hope, comfort to others, but it's also for myself as well. So I just use my art as my voice, really. And in a sense of like putting my artwork out there, you know, sending emails ain't too hard to say, oh, can I display at your exhibition or whatever? So that ain't too bad. And like pop-ups, being around other creatives, I do feel more, what's the word? I feel more relaxed around other creatives for some weird reason. I'm still an introvert, still shy, but yeah. That's... Is it, I don't know. I don't wanna be very, what's the word, um, insensitive. So is there any strategies or any advice you could give someone who is a bit introverted or, you know, to overcome or try to overcome or be closer, like to get themselves out there or to share their work and stuff? For me, I think you just have to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations from time to time, at least. Little steps help. I went to fashion uni and literally at the end of every project, we had to do like a presentation talking about our work. So you can imagine for an introvert like me, that is the worst thing being up there talking from my teachers and my opinion about my work is like the worst thing ever, but I had to do it. I didn't have a choice, always I feel. So that's why I say sometimes you have to put yourself in like situations, you know, like in order to be, improve. It's still a journey, but it's, it's getting better. I went to Wireless Festival over the weekend and my sister loves Summer Walker. And I saw Summer Walker, this is just like, I'm trying to link it, but I saw Summer Walker and I was like, to my sister, what's up with her performance? Cause I'm just like, she's like, she doesn't want to be here. But I knew beforehand she has like social anxiety or she says she has social anxiety and whatever you are. But you know, like, mm. and she's like, she, I was like, I was trying to give her compassion Summer, Summer Walker. Like, why are you getting all this money and being on the stage? And you don't look like you want to be on the stage. You don't want to honor the stage. And I'm sure that there's a lot of introverts who are musicians who found a way to appear extroverted. So I just like, but now talking to you and other people, I'm just like, how do I have more compassion for people who find it really generally difficult to put themselves out there, where I find it quite natural, you know what I mean? So that just like, I know you feel like, oh, this is, a, but for me, I never, <laughs> I never thought about it. I just assume. So yeah, thank you for, you know, educating me and make me like, really think about how I communicate because it can be quite off-putting to people if you just assume stuff. So I appreciate the honesty and for you to share that. No worries, no worries, yeah, no worries. 
I was just thinking before we close, what is a really good, exciting project you're working on or is it close under wraps? I can tell you about two really quickly. So first one, this one's like finished. So for me, like my paintings, like I said, I want to give hope, comfort or inspire and get people to like question things in like society, right? But this painting that I did recently is more for like comfort and it's titled um, Empty, but the T and the Y are, cap are in capital letters. And the reason for that is like, I don't know if you ever felt like you're super thankful for stuff like things are, there's so much to be happy about and thankful for, but you ever felt like empty, like you're just there, like you don't feel fulfilled. So that's what I want to put out soon because I'm sure others will be able to relate to that. And then the second one is more of a bigger project that I'm working on. Like I said, I'm inspired from like all different types of art from music, poetry, photographers. And there's this photographer that I did that I looked at in my A-levels called Gillian Wearing. And she went around and she gave people a pen and a piece of paper and told them to write whatever they wanted and then took a picture of it. So I'm thinking of doing something along those lines and incorporating it into an art piece. You know, give people a voice, you know? So that's- Okay, fun. so very conceptual. Would you ever, do you work with brands or want to work with brands or work commercially using your art? Not yet, not yet, but eventually. Hopefully. Understood. Understood. What was the best thing someone said? I know you said you got compliments, people saying your stuff is realistic and they take, but what is one of the best compliments or testimonials someone said about your recent artwork? For me, someone said. Hello. Uh, I missed that. Sorry about that. I oh, missed no. that. It's okay. So we can start again. So, so I'm trying to. So for me, like, I'm, I can't remember what they said word for word, but they basically said, Your pain expressed how I feel without me really realizing or being able to, being able to put into words. So I think that whenever people feel like, oh, It's relatable. Whatever. So what I've heard with my lovely internet is that just summarizing that when it feels relatable and someone really feels something, that is what you chime with. That is what you resonate with. You want people to feel, not to say, oh yeah, that's a pretty picture. 100%. Because you know, like, I do get happy when someone says, oh, great technique, good at drawing or whatever. But when someone's able to relate with it, that's how I feel like my art is able to live on. Like, mm. when they feel like this again, you know, my art might pop up in their head, you know? That's how it lives on, I think. So I always try and make it relatable. Oh, I love that. I love the sentiment. And I thought about how your art can live on and you say your, your voice is through your art. So you can inspire and amplify other people's voices if they don't know it or other people's feelings and have your voice out there. It's quite immortal because it has, quite le has a legacy to it. How can, how can we find you? How can we see your glorious work? So right now I'm on Instagram. 
at createby.gxona. And then on Instagram, you'll be able to see everything, find in everything that's coming in the future, like website and all that stuff. So that's okay. where I'm at at the minute. Cool. Come on, people, let's connect. Let's connect with her. Let's see her work. <laughs> let's just do it. Let us go through these circumstances because you have to fight for your dreams, right? You have to fight for your dreams because no one's going to fight for you. So, yeah, it's just very inspiring. I just hope, you know, remember me when you're on your trajectory. Remember, you know, I was here. No, but no, it's good, though. It's good. Um, yeah, it's just such a refreshing talking to you because sometimes I talk to artists are quite jaded, but it's just like you're just like relentless and you're going to, you know, you produce good things, you're focused on your message and you're just going to just push on and let people see the light, what you bring to the world. So I appreciate that. I really do. So we come to our end, unless there's anything else you wanted to ask me or anything that I've missed. For me, I'm just curious about you. Okay. So you do drawing, like other stuff. Are you going to try intertwine it or be more I'm trying yeah. I am trying I'm trying it's just a, it's a slow process so I do a bit of documentaries so this year I was at my, my documentaries short documentary went to the London um, London Independent Film Festival so I tried to do the festival roots um, it was about mom and daughters talk about love and legacy and heritage so I've got I just talked to them some mums and daughters in um, South London looking at black womanhood so I'm really into like culture connections and um, conversations that's that's what I'm really into um, and how I can just display that in different ways and I see jewelry is just as a tool it's not the be on end for it's just a tool to help conversations because it's one of those kind of pieces of like it's emotional it's a piece what connects the past the future and the present because the jewelry will, will hopefully mm. live, live on so the past so say that you inherit mm. something that links to a past let's say you inherit something from your grandma that's just that object is reference to your grandma but it's reference the present where you are now and if you pass on it's going to be given to so or what you you know who you're going to intend to give it to you know, who does it end up in the hands of, you know? So it's, I think it's such a timeless kind of object and tool, which has so much meaning and references to. And I want to explore that because I think a lot of people just say, oh, it's just, it's just pretty, it's bling. Someone puts a gemstone in it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's swag. And it's like, there's so much more to these, how we adorn ourselves, and especially as black women, how we adorn ourselves, because how we decorate ourselves and, means so much because people always take our aesthetic so oh. uh -huh. you take the aesthetic it means something so we need to celebrate it and cherish it because everyone's trying to take it no that's, I hear that's, that. that's my view that's that's so. amazing no, I agree. that's amazing that's cool that's super cool all that is inspiring you know so. yeah i'm just pushing i'm just like you as well i'm just like and the bar is like, I'm known in the jewelry world. But if I go into the fashion world or the art world, like, yeah, but you're a jeweler and you're commercial. I'm just like, oh. So it's like, when you're known for something and you've been awarded mm. for it and stuff like that, it's like, in a way, Kanye West, whether you love him, hate him, it's like, like, it's like, I'm in the stage, like, I feel like, I don't know if you watch the Yeezys documentary, you watch it. 
the no Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sorry, document. So yeah. when you know he was like battling, like oh yeah, so he's a known producer. Yeah, yeah. But he wants to show that he's a rapper, right? So yeah. I feel like I'm at the stage where Kanye West is singing in Rockefeller's like, <laughs> like thing, like singing like this is my song, this is my rap. <laughs> And like the 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 secretary's just like looking at him like, why are you singing or rapping? To-? Like that's how I'm feeling. I'm like, I'm going to everyone like, this is what I do. I'm an artist. Look at my film. Look at my exhibition. Look at this. And everyone's like, why? Why is she here? She just makes jewelry. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So I just need to just break. I just have to be relentless and just like listen. Yeah. yeah. It's my dreams, isn't it? So. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you, you just gotta keep pushing until they recognize you as an artist or you know what you want to be recognized yeah not multidisciplinary just yeah and yeah the money so yeah so that's where, pushing, yeah. that's where I'm. Yeah. that's cool so as we close we know where to find you yeah as for everybody we know we're here every week so thank you for listening to the black creative handbook support the artists support our lives and we will always speak soon.